there, Dave. Greetings. How are you? Oh, good, thanks. How are you? We're free, my friend. We're free. We are, f- well, free-ish. Well, free-ish. We've got a it's, couple more days of more or less the same, but... Yeah, it's still, uh, I guess we're recording this after Melbourne was out of its sixth lockdown, uh, and we can go back to the pub now, but it's still difficult to go to the pub. It is, yes. Um, we tried to Unless pop- you're very studious with your bookings and organisation, then um, you're probably not just willy-nilly going to the pub, but it's still nice to be out and about. Yeah, we tried to do a pop-in uh, to Bar Joe on Saturday, kind of like 5pm, mm-hmm. and there's just no chance. Uh, yeah. And then we went to Littlefoot, and they weren't open yet because I was just doing some last-minute renovations. And then we went to Mr. West thinking, well, they're, they're definitely going to be booked out because they, they always book out really quickly. So we've got a spot there. There you go. No worries. Um, we, I think we only had like an hour and a half, but... Well, that's, that's, that's all right. You we, just want to dip your toe back in. You don't want to get too silly. Yeah, too it was literally, literally just a pop-in so we could get some wine and beer, uh, wine and gin. And then I had a sneaky... I'll tell you about the beers I had. They were both really fun. Yeah, They had the uh, Mr. West collab with Blackman's, uh-huh. uh, the cold IPA. Do? Oh, yeah, okay. Which I think we uh, really Yeah, we talked on. about. Yeah, we did. Um, I'm not convinced on the cold IPA style yet. No? No. And I, I, I guess I'll recount my experiences because I've had Bridge Road one. I've had the Blackman's regular one. Yeah. Well, their, their special release one and this uh-huh. one. The I've had the Three Ravens and I had the Fixation. And none of them were bad. None of them were something that I wouldn't drink again. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the experience. I just don't think I really – they just don't seem to grab me. And I think – I don't know if it's lack of malt or lack of bitterness. It just kind but of seems it, to die. I can't, I, I can't remember what we talked about with Ren. Like with the – like are they typically supposed to be not bitter? I think so, yeah. Right. They, do, okay. they kind of have that lagery kind of clean finish, grainy clean finish. Because, uh, I mean, I've had plenty of, like, IPLs that have yeah. a pretty firm bitterness, so I don't know. It's kind of interesting if um, typically these cold IPAs don't. Yeah, and as I said, none of them have been bad. Uh, yeah. th- th- this one was particularly probably my, my favourite. Um, the Fixation yeah. one I had the night before uh, at the Fixation Tap Room was, was really cool too, uh, really good. But, you know, am, am, am I can I sort of see them? that because I reckon, like, I've probably had four of them, I'd say, and I'd probably – they're all probably about a 7 out of 10, I'd say, that I've had, I reckon. A 7 out of, seven out of 10 is good. Yeah. Like, it's not – I'm not going to, like, write home about it, but, like, good beer, though. Mm. I think this and, and dip hopping, which is the other new technique, uh, I had the Three Ravens dip hopped beer. I think that's the only one I've had. I, that's that's passed me by. What is dip hop? So that is your, and I could be getting this completely wrong. Yeah. When you first heat your wort for your your beer, you put the hops, or you add like a small portion of your wort to your hops, um, and then you use those hops at the end of the beer. So you boil without the hops, and then use them. So you're almost like a hop tea. And right. Then blend that back in once you uh, have cal- cooled your beer down to 
that's I think that's probably a really bad explanation. Okay. Uh, Will Smith, uh, Will Smith, Will Zabel, mm-hmm. sorry, from the Crafty Pint did a story about it about both I think recently um and it's some it's a technique that I think one of the Japanese breweries discovered and uh, you know you kind of get a cleaner bitterness and you don't get as right okay uh, and that's what it's been yeah okay cool uh the three Raventon was yeah it was fun it was part of their uh they did like three beers for their Hugen Mugen and the other one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the 18th birthday. Apologies of actually, I just realised the three beers are supposed to be a mystery, and you're supposed to taste them and like work it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I. Well, you were <laughs> supposed to. You were supposed to sleuth that it was a drip, a drip IPA. Dip, drip hop, dip, dip, dip hop. Sorry. Uh, the yeah, I did the, they they did like an 18th birthday event online, so I went along to that and listened in when they talked about the beers, and that's when they that's when they yeah, revealed nice. them. Okay. Uh, so they had a cold one, and they had another beer as well. Which I won't say just in case. Nice. All really fun. Pro, um, pro move. But yeah, again, I and one of the questions I asked during the 18th thing was, you know, is this a technique that you'd use for your other beers? Because to me, you know, the cold IPA and dip hopping just seems to be techniques that you yes. might employ in your yep. pale ale, yep. or your IPA. Doesn't need to have an identity, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the same with Brute, you know, chatting to uh, Wolf the Willows, really cool chat if, if – People haven't listened to that one yet. Um, but when they were talking about what they learned making that Brute IPA, they've now applied to other beers. Yeah. And I think like, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think I've talked about this before. I, I'm pretty sure that's how Stone and Wood, you know, they use counterculture as almost a let's try this technique. And if it works, mm. we can then employ it yep. in, a, in a, a more safe or a more core range beer. Yes. Uh, speaking of beer, I'm going to open this what up. What was the other one that you had? Did you mention the two beers you had at Mr. West? Oh, the other one was uh, Be Kind Rewind from Mountain Culture. Right. Which one's that a, one? Uh, just a hazy IPA? A, yeah, maybe it's a hazy pale. Uh, yeah, nice. Let me look it up. Really, really delicious though. Uh, yeah, like just, just a good absolute a good... like top tier strike rate that they're putting out. There's not much that you can complain about. Uh, DDH IPA, it's so good to go down to your local and have, you know, you know the, the safe option was Mountain Culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, the, the tap list was phenomenal. Like, you know, there's they had a couple of dollar bill beers, uh, dollar bill cider. You just like I'm, you're so spoiled for choice in that situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're definitely in the best uh, simulation for the time. I think. Now, speaking of uh, beers, I'm going to open one, Dave. Now, Please. I've got a different microphone, so my hands are free. Look at that. That's a that's a podcast special, that one. Isn't it? Uh, I've got a Matilda Bay Pale Ale. Alpha nice. Pale. Very good. throwback, Where did you get that from? They sent it to me. Oh, nice. The um, Someone, I don't know if it was the same person doing the social media, but they messaged me through their social media and said, you know, we've kind of – We've read what you posted about Matilda Bay in the past, and you know it's been part of when I when I applied for the job, I kind of referred to that or something. Uh, and you know, I'd love to send you some because we've you know we're bringing that, and I think Redbacks back in cans as well now. Ooh, uh, so yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to to kind of have you know some awareness. I you know that brand having awareness of of the beer world. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like they've really cared for so long. Yeah, they've been sort of. Outside of it, haven't they? Um, their social media is looking quite quite smart, you know. Now it's looking like they've 
be putting thought into it rather than I don't know for years it was what's fat yak and how does it relate to Mitchell yeah. Bay and you know, how do we get nine photos that segment into our logo if you look at our um, <laughs> if you look at our uh, Instagram page yeah 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 pretty um, dumb stuff and yeah. the, then just focusing on the the fat yak world which is just pixelated yak penis. Okay. I've never really got. You know, you see the ads that was their billboards for a while, uh, and then they I do. I don't like, think I have. But that's uh, okay, fine. so Fat Yak. Now, since it's been split off, and maybe it was still their brand, it's just a yak standing in a field was kind of their main photo they'd use, and it had a pixelated penis. Okay. I'm not really sure. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, it's a lot, a lot more modern and and a better vibe than Matilda Bay rebrand than that. Uh, the can is, you know, it's it's not it's not going to blow your mind in terms of can design or anything, but you look. Oh, on but sh- I mean, like, I I wasn't aware they were um they were doing anything. If 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 I saw that, I would almost certainly get one. When I see a redback can, it's for sure I'm yeah. picking up one. Um, so the alpha, and I don't know if this is the same recipe as what it always was, the yep. alpha pale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. You know, on the back, they've got the IBU, they've got the hops, they've got the malt. Uh, so it's pale malt, crystal malt, uh, American Cascade. They've written American Cascades. Okay. Which I think might be a typo. That sounds like an error, yep. Yep, uh, Australian Topaz. So I can't imagine it's too different to what it used to be. And it's it's so hard to tell that, you know, now, because the last time I had it was like, I don't know, 2010 or something. Mm, I like, could. Oh, they've, they've changed yeah, the recipe. I don't think there's any way that I would know um, anything of what it's like. I don't think, unfortunately. It's really enjoyable, though. Yeah, good. This is my third can that I've had of it, and yeah, just I, you know, happily get it in a pint. It is old school. You know, there is the crystal malt maltiness, but it's not. Yeah. It's not aggressive, and it's not rough, or you know, too sweet or anything. It's um, there's not no place for that. So that's, that's no, all right. yeah. and like. Those four ingredients, you know, you use them well when you're going to get a pretty classic pale ale profile. And they have. Uh, yeah, so, you know, big big uh, respect to them to, to sort of rethinking the brand and going back to, I think, what a lot of us always wanted. Yeah, nice. Good on them. It sort of felt like it was never going to happen um, in a way that would satisfy us, but it sounds like they're taking a step at least to do so. Mm. Um, I had a chat with Phil. Well, Walter would be the only one we'd want to we'd want to see again, wouldn't we? Mm. I think they might be bringing them all back. I think it's all. Oh, uh, well, Dog Walter does exist at the tap room at least. Yeah, right. Hillsville, which I haven't I haven't been to. Um, I went there when they were building it and chatted to Phil Sexton for the Good Beer Hunting podcast, mm-hmm. twenty nineteen maybe. So jump back onto that one and go back in the feed for that chat because it was a really cool one. What do you got over there, Dave? Um, I am hashtag freebieing the uh, Inner Vision 2 from Wolf of the Willows. Um, oh, yeah, fun. It's, yeah, right in that uh, double dry hop hazy world in a, in a very strong way. Yeah, I really enjoyed that it's one. It's really good, yeah. Uh, the So I had the Bolter Australian hazy that came out recently. Yeah. Uh, another hashtag freebie. The... So you know this kind of discourse or the, the thinking around hazies that they take a while to, to come right? Yeah, yes. So like take a while so it doesn't really paint the right picture. Like there's a brief period where it might not be tasting its best before it sort of kicks yeah. the gear. But that's only like a matter of weeks though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Yeah. 
Uh, and we got that one, and Emma and I, like, pretty much the first Friday after it arrived, you know, that's the first beer I'm having. And it was a little bit like, uh, this was a bit all over the shop. It wasn't really integrated and, and certainly not what I expect from those guys. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, it was everything you expect from those guys. It yeah, was so good. right. Uh, and like, so I saw people online talking about how great it was. And it wasn't my experience, but I had, you know, in my mind, I'm going to just hold off for a little bit. Yeah. Knowing, you know, before I say anything, knowing that. Any other beer experiences over the last week, Dave? Not particularly, no. I, we went to Jam Sheets on Friday night just to mm. see what was going on with our newfound freedoms. And um, they had uh, Hawker's IPA on tap. That was the first drink that I got. Man, mm. it was perfect. Unreal. Um, they, they typically have the organic lager from Hop Nation on there. So I was like geared up to have that. And then the only beer they had on was the uh hawker's ipa but it was terrific terrific yeah i know i I couldn't tell you the last time i'd had that i don't think so um it was a good one to revisit yeah absolutely that's uh that's got such a a great following that beer as well people are like people that like that beer are just this is the best just love it well i can i can definitely see why i'm pretty sure it was a it was a fresh keg um and yeah it was unreal like like you i can't remember the last time i actually had it it's been a while. Yeah, I sort of like buy, like I sort of try a lot of the Hawkers like one-offs that they sort of send out, but it's been a while since I really revisited the um, core range or anything seasonal and yeah, mm. man, really good. Yeah, great. As I said, I went to a fixation uh, on Friday night. Yeah. Really cool. Really enjoyed all the beers I had. They had a, a hoppy lager. I think they're even referring to it as a lager. Sort of against the, uh, against now they, the brand. Now they've sold. It's all changing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take long. <laughs> no, it was really good. It was delicious. I, I went back. That's the one I kept going back for, I think. Uh, really fun. Yeah, good. Yeah, nice. Uh, and I had Rattenhund at Catfish before I went there. Uh, Rattenhund was delicious. The Hop Nation. Terrific. Yeah. Uh, the, what is that? The Hype Pilsner? Yeah, that's definitely what it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, some good beers around at the moment. <clears throat> yeah, well, we're, we're living in good times. Uh, so, as you would have guessed, there's no no guest today. No, but we, sk- we, we are covering fairly uh, fairly a major topic. Would you say is a, 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 a fair statement, Luke? Yeah, look, per, uh, I guess. Am I the guest? Is this what's happened? Now? You are the guest. Yeah, we've I'm guest. There's probably the yeah, the the biggest topic in for personally for me uh, that I I bought a brewery in New Zealand. Yeah, hometown hero. Absolutely, uh, the town of Westport. Uh, yep, that's and we've been negotiating. I, I don't think I've talked about it at all on the podcast. I don't think so. No, we've been negotiating for over a year. We had been negotiating with the owner who wanted to sell it. Um, the owner owner was really negotiating in, in bad faith. Uh, he was wanting far too much money and then wouldn't tell us what he was selling or ringing us up and saying, oh, look, we probably don't want to sell now. Yeah, and right. Like, cool, all right, then goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, we I don't think need to have done here. Yeah. And then two days later he'd ring back and say, oh, look, we're thinking about selling. You know, if you're still interested, and it's like, yeah, cool, we still need to know what you're selling. Yeah. You know, to, to the point where we didn't know what capacity the brewery was. Yeah, okay. 
um, we didn't. I didn't actually know what capacity the brewery was until after we bought it, uh, which is not the right way to do things. No, but, no. How, what, why? Like, so I guess how this happened was so we were really keen. Um, it's called West Coast Brewery in in Westport. Um, the last time we would have talked about it on the show would have been when Dave Kurth was brewing there. Yep. Maybe not even on the show. No, you would have been on the podcast at some point. Um. And Dave Kurth, who then went to brew at Hot Water Brewing, one of the mm-hmm. kind of early can pioneers of New Zealand brewing. For sure. And everyone that, that has a pale ale made by Dave Kurth probably has has it as one of their favourite pale ales. Uh, and that was my experience visiting the West Coast Brewery. Uh, then he left. Um, the, the owners, I guess the last 20 years has been two or three owners that have been just not really interested in how improving the brewery mm-hmm. uh, and they so the last owner bought it and he his plan was to make it uh, to sell cider to china was kind of his big play right so he had he's a canadian guy and he worked in china uh, had restaurants and stuff in china visited westport for some reason fell in love with the, the idea of a brewery and selling cider and then he wanted to turn this uh as a an old building, an old library across from the brewery. He wanted to turn that into a high-end restaurant, uh, super high-end, which... Right, which doesn't really fit the... Um, mm, doesn't fit the profile of Westport too well. Well, I mean, you can do a super high-end re- restaurant in a small town, but if you talk to any local, they will laugh at you and tell you that building is condemned <laughs> and needs to be right. torn down. okay. Uh, they're just waiting on their time to do it. It's a beautiful old building, but there's a lot of earthquake problems. Sure, okay. Um, so, I mean, he wasn't really interested in having a brewery. He didn't, you know, he didn't understand anything about beer. He he told me that he doesn't really like beer, but his fellow investors told him it had good legs. Okay. The, uh, yeah. the New Zealand one or a good finish or something, uh, which, you know, they made. Oh, like, I, mean, I thought you was referring to like the idea of the business. So the actual no, beer no. had good legs. No, yeah. Okay. And I mean, they had like five different beers, so I don't know which one he was referring to. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I guess so, look, I, I probably wouldn't normally speak this candidly about someone that I've had a somewhat of a business dealing with, but he basically went bust, left a lot of people up shit in, in the shit because mm-hmm. he uh, overcapitalized, spent a lot of money getting reports into, you know, doing consultancy saying that he could sell beer into Australia as a, um, as a you know, a export or a market strategy but really didn't pay any attention to the, the brewing or the brewery itself. And so, yeah, he when he we neg- tried to negotiate with him, he wanted far too much money. Uh, then when I told him, oh, this is probably about three months in, that we didn't think it was worth what he was asking, uh, he's, he got really paranoid and he said, oh, you know, how do you know what it's worth? I said, we told you. You told us, sorry. And then he said, you know, who have you been talking to? What are the rumours going around? And I'm like, I don't yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is, this yeah. is kind of weird right now. Um, anyway, we figured, well, it's pretty obvious he doesn't know what he's doing and it looks like I'm assuming he's probably going into debt pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just wait and see. And so we did. And so he went into liquidation earlier this year, left it owing a lot of people money and – it came up for tender and the other factor was there's a lot of floods in my hometown recently. Yeah. 
So we're like, well, with COVID, Emma and I can't actually get back to Westport. Nowhere to live in Westport because of the floods. Let's just, no, let's just not tender for it. Uh, you know, there's just too many unknowns at this point. Mm-hmm. And then along with our, our major investor, we decided maybe we just tender something super low and see what happens. And we did. <laughs> and we got it. And we got it. Nice. Does that? Do you know how many parties there were? In the tender process, yeah, there was uh, there was more than more than us. Uh, I don't think I can actually say how many. I haven't read my NDA properly, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah, certainly more than us. Um, but basically, our plan is to go in, um, Emma and I, and we'll hire a brewer. We're looking at hiring back the old brewer mm-hmm. and uh, take the focus away. So previous owners have really been focused on selling beer. Internationally, export markets, China has always been a big part of it for some mm-hmm. reason. Their flagship beer is a Green Fern Organic Lager. Okay. Uh, just a classic green bottle, you know, trying to compete in that space. Yep. And really trading off the idea of, you know, clean green, West Coast New Zealand, uh, you know, organic, you know, all, all those things that are, aren't, you know, bad. but Buzzword lager, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's certainly... I mean, it's not a place that I really think you should be playing in, especially if you've got a relatively small brewery nowhere near, you know, if you're in the middle of New Zealand and you're shipping beer to China and saying it's clean clean green, it's probably not that green. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, our our approach is to, we're kind of going to take, you know, we're going to do everything that we know and like at a brewery. Uh, So really focus on local, local market. Yep. Uh, our first step is to you know make all the reconnections with all the pubs. There's my hometown; it's four and a half thousand people, and there is uh, a lot of pubs. Sure, I don't know the number. It used to, it used to be maybe fourteen or something. Yeah, I think a few have closed since then, but it's certainly a lot. It's a lot of pubs per capita. A lot of mm, taps. A lot of taps, and I don't think they're really contracted in that town. So, and probably, I mean, I think a sort of desire for something local is probably inbuilt anywhere i'd imagine i think for something you know local and and friendly and welcoming and you know someone that people want to do business with i think helps you know chatting to uh, my uncle and auntie have a restaurant there and they switched beer supplier from the previous brewery to uh castles in christchurch Mm -hmm. uh big fan of castles their milk stout is a perennial favorite of mine and um They've also do they also have a really really good oyster stout too? Uh, three boys, three boys. Maybe that's yeah. the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but Castles, oh yeah, and he said, you know, after a month of switching to Castles, he said, oh, it's great. You know, they they ring me up and you know check in how it's all going. And I sort of thought, well, <laughs> that's yeah, kind it's, of what. That's a pretty basic. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, if that if that hasn't been happening, then. We'll certainly we really want to change that. And you know, if you're if all your accounts starting out, or if you've got ten pubs within a ten minute walk, then and no one's checking in on them, uh, you know, we want to we want to kind of turn that around. Of course, uh, is tap room is right in the middle of town, and that's kind of why we were so keen on the space. Mm-hmm. Is it's right in the middle of town, basically, and so a small tap room that um, we can pretty up, you know. Uh, We'd probably want to, you know, redesign it a little bit, but for yep. now we can essentially walk in. Uh, so we get back in December, we can walk in and start brewing, 
uh, once I once I rehire the old brewer who's keen to come back on board. Very good. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Nice. Um, how many? Um, like, what's the size of the tap room? Probably fifty people. Yep. I'm not sure what it's licensed for, but yeah, there's no no real outside, which is something we want to change as well. Mm-hmm. The tap room's quite badly designed. Uh, as I said, it's right kind of in the middle of town, but there's no real outside area that people can see. Yep. The facing the main street for some reason is a giant cool room that's been attached to it. Yeah, okay. I'm not really sure not why ideal. that's for there. Sure. Um, you know, what could be a nice little outside area recently? I don't know when this happened. They've attached a cool room. Ideally, we want to remove that and put a nice little garden there. Yeah, for sure. People can, people can see. So from you, get, um, you get vibes of um, temple with that sort of setup. Yeah. They sort of like totally revitalized their um, street appearance in a dramatic way just with that simple change. So I think yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that really changed the whole vibe of the place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't, you know, looking at the what they did, that wasn't a, you know, it wasn't expensive refit they did. No, it was pallet gear. They just yeah. did pallets and they just, I mean, they turned what was pretty, like a pretty sterile environment into something very like warm and inviting to see. So um, yeah, I think just like those simple things have a big impact. And that's, that's what we're really wanting to do. You know, previous investors have spent millions on that on that place. I don't really know where that money's gone because it hasn't gone into the equipment at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what's keeping me up at night at the moment is so the, the it's the same brewery that was installed 30 years ago. Yep. And as far as I know, there hasn't been a lot of maintenance on it. Uh, and it's also 25 hectolitre. Mm-hmm. So that is... Uh, Two Birds Tap Room Brewery was 25 hectolitre starting out. I think when they had the tap room, that was what that was before they yep. expanded into the – I think that's what it was. Anyway, it's, it's far more than what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were installing it now, you'd be going a quarter of that mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so that's, you know, that's my big concern. We've got this big old inefficient brewery that's geared to trying to make a lot of lager and I don't really want to sell that much beer or have that much beer going out into market. I want – six you know unique beers that i enjoy yep um so that's going to be a a significant challenge you know i think our plan is to you know our plan is to go really small and we're not taking a lot of investment on for a start Um, we're going to see how much we can grow organically without taking on capital investment to Mm -hmm. to upgrade everything because as i said we can walk in start brewing and start pouring beer you know as soon as we get in there really yeah um so you know, all the headaches that other breweries have of, you know, council and wastewater and electricity aren't an issue with that, with that. so yeah. that's really cool. Already bypassed, good, yeah. Yeah, and also, you know, the story is a strong one. For we're, sure. That's the, com- that's the uh, almost the biggest attraction of the whole thing, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we could have looked at, you know, investing in another brewery in that town, you know, building something different that wasn't part of that, but location and in the story of you know, we want to and I guess one of the things that it's kind of frustrated me or it annoys me is you know Monteith's is the other brewery you know that's an hour, was an hour and a half up the road in Greymouth mm-hmm. and that was never really a brewery in the sense of it was a collection of breweries called Westland Breweries 
they were bought out by DB in New Zealand and then rebranded as Monteith's and rebranded as this like super West Coast, you know, uh, people that I guess aren't familiar with the West Coast, New Zealand, it's a lot of, you know, Nikau palms, big palm trees and coal mining. Uh, and so everything's kind of around that, that space of like rugged coal mining, you know, outdoors. So everyone that kind of markets the West Coast markets it like that. It's kind of, kind of a funny aesthetic really. Yeah. Yeah. The Nikau palm aesthetic's really cool. Um, if you look up um, Garage Project, did a really fun West Coast IPA that used the Nikau Palms. West Coast Ultra Dry um, Garage Project. And it was it's quite fascinating because it's pretty much the kind of label that I would do and would really want to do for my brewery because it's got the – it's West Coast. But it's in that kind of vaporwave style, which uh, yes. I really like. I, rec- but then I it's got the, this beer, actually, yeah. Yeah, and it's got the tall palm trees, which are West Coast, you know, tradi- no. synonymous with where I'm from. It looks very uh, 80s. Yeah, yeah. 80s. Uh, yeah, I like it. Um, but so what we're doing – and the, so the brewery that we bought was called West Coast Brewery. Before that, it was called Miner's Brewery. Mm-hmm. And we kind of really want to distance ourselves from from that. Mm-hmm. You know, miners, again, it has that kind of, I mean, the coal mines have all been closed down in the last few years. So it's kind of a, you know, it's a sore point really. Yeah. It's um, also kind of like stealing valor as well. Mm. Like if it's not operating and that's not the like lifeblood of the town anymore, you're just going off like what once was. Yeah. And a lot of people made a lot of money out of those mines that aren't locals. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. A lot of locals have lost a lot of jobs uh, around those mines. So I don't really want to talk about that. And, you know, there yeah. has been um, mining deaths nearby. There's a big one in Greymouth. So there's a whole lot of things that I yeah don't want to associate. Don't oh, sorry. I, I don't want to market. I don't want to push that to the world and say this is what we are when it's yeah. it's not what I am at all. Um, and then West Coast, I think we can immediately see the problems with marketing a brand called West Coast for sure yeah. in a modern beer market. Uh, so we are, we're going to kind of go in and say we're not, you know, we want to be a brand for the local market, not a brand that mar- you know tries to market mm-hmm. the West Coast to the outside. We want to be a brand for the for the West Coast. Uh, so we've gone with, you can follow us on Instagram. There's no, no post and no logo there and Facebook as well. Um, Short Jaw. Okay. And then that's a kind of fish, is that right? Yeah, it's named after a fish that's found in, the, in that part of the world, uh, kind of a white bait. Uh, as people that are familiar with white bait, um, a galaxid fish, so kind of a long, skinny one. Um, yeah, found in that part of the world. And we, you know, we figure there's a lot of potential in sharing, you know, having something that's from that part of the world, but not, you know, just not a cynical stealing going, oh, you know, we're the, we're the Buller Brewery, we're whatever. Yep. Uh, you know, we, we really want to build it as a brand. Um, so we've got a let website. You, no, let let me ask you this. Is it good eating, a short jaw? Well, they're endangered, actually. Really? Yeah. So white bait, white bait means there's a lot of different small kinds of galaxid fish. The short jaw you probably aren't going to catch. In a in a white bait net when you're white baiting, right? Uh, it's it'll be other types. So there's kind of a few variations. The short jaw kind of hides out in dark streams and stuff. So I think yeah, 
they're probably just like other white bait eating, probably pretty fine. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be weird though because white bait is huge in my town. In terms of, you know, it's a it's a big uh, tourism draw and a big yep. delicacy. Sure, delicacy. West, like West Coast white bait sandwiches are big, so. One of the things that we want to do is obviously to do food pop-ups and, you know, Sunday barbecues and things. And in whitebait season, that's the obvious. Of course. Whitebait sandwich, you know, that's like, that's one of the best things about living in my hometown is whitebait sandwiches. And I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> it just feels a little bit uh, cannibalistic. It does a little bit, although it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. No, no. And, I, you know, we're not going to be, yeah. So food-wise, would you be looking to um, <clears throat> uh, have like a regular pop-up or would you sort of rotate it around? So in New Zealand, uh, if you're serving alcohol in New Zealand, you need to have substantial food offering at uh -huh. all times. So, uh, and that, you know, substantial is kind of a bit vague, but I think you need to have at least three different items. Okay. Any time of the day that you're serving alcohol or day or night. So we do need to produce something or have something on hand that is substantial, you know, if we are going on a Thursday night. Um, ideally, we have something in-house that, you know, is really simple. Uh-huh. You know, then that can be like, you know, people do frozen pizzas or, you know, microwave pies. I'm, I'm certainly not going to do that, but something mm -hmm. along those, you know, something with a low. And I guess one of the things we really want to do is work with local businesses. Yep. Um, there's some really cool restaurants in town, you know, for a small town. There's a, um Indonesian food truck that's got a little park, you know, popped up in a park there. Nice. There's uh, an Indian restaurant. There's a Japanese sushi place. Um, I've said my uncle and auntie have a restaurant. So, you know, we're really keen to try and work in with, with everyone around town to see if we can maybe we have rotating food on offering for them to take away, um, you know, something simple that we can kind of present at the brewery. And then oh, outside okay. of that, uh, do pop-ups where, you know, we invite some of those restaurants down to, to do a barbecue or, or something along those lines. Uh, I'm probably going to that idea. That's terrific. Yeah. And I'd love to, like, and I think we'll also say, if you want to bring takeaway in, like, go for it. That's, yep. that's fine. Like that. the, um, what was that bullshit uh, drunk late night snack that you loved, some sort of topper. Lasagna toppers. Could you, it, would it be possible to fancy up a lasagna topper and have that as an option? Absolutely possible to fancy up a lasagna topper. Oh, yeah. Uh, I almost want to do the non-fancy version. Sure. <laughs> hey, it looks like uh, Woolworths 4 and 20 have bought them back. Is that right? Because they I were available. Even, I'm going to Google it. I don't, I don't even, still don't even really know what... Uh, what we're talking about here. So it looks like they're available because 4 and 20 have tried them in Australia and it's never really taken off. I tried to to track the history of these for a while. Yeah. I couldn't find any any stories about it. Basically, a lasagna topper for people that aren't familiar is mince product. <laughs> I would say it's all meat. <laughs> it's probably mostly soy uh, if you look at the, the packet. Yeah. Kind of weirdly spiced and red, but not red in the way that you think lasagna mints would be, leaning more towards orange. Uh, and then there's cheese, like a bechamel, yeah. and then it's all kind of encased in breadcrumbs and then deep fried. Is it just breadcrumbs? 
No, I mean I don't know. It's it's, it's sodium bizarre. science mix. Oh well, I'm on the. I've, I've got the. I'm looking at the Woolworths entry for the four and twenty version of it, and breadcrumbs yeah. is the second ingredient. On okay. The list. Beef is actually the first ingredient. That's kind that's of pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, pasta is the third ingredient. I don't like just judging by the picture. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, so maybe there is a layer of pasta before yeah, okay. the breadcrumbs are applied. That sort of makes sense. So uh, you'll find them in like service stations in New Zealand in the pie warmer, or you can get microwave versions, mm-hmm. which I think they're deep fried at some point in their lives and then packaged because everything's cooked. Or they're probably baked in a giant oven, I imagine. And then they're micro- you microwave them in the bag. And it's one of those one of those foods that comes out uh, the edges come out molten hot. Yeah. And the middle is stone cold frozen. <laughs> no matter was, what you do, I'm looking at it now. I'm trying to think of a way to like make it make it kind of cool and fun, and I just don't think it's possible. So I think if you're going to well, do a lasagna topper, it might have to be the uh, OG. Yeah, just do the classic. I think. I mean, I think if you could do it with good ingredients, it's probably cool and fun. Sure. No. 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 I'm sure it is, but I think for a easy simple um, brewery snack or yeah. brewery offering, it's probably not uh, It's not going to make the cut, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. And yeah. that's that's kind of one of the big problems. Emma's really keen to get a pizza oven going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, classic, thinking- like, that's, that's one of the classic, like, good, easy offerings. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I would – probably want to do you know i i immediately think big brick oven wood fire yeah and we don't need to get that complicated so and i mean uh i'll just pull the curtain back a little bit i think the 15 minutes before we hit the record button we were just talking about pizza yep so like that's a yeah close to our hearts yeah in your brain right now yeah absolutely um yeah food is one of the i guess that's one of the un un another of the uncertains at the moment. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I, yeah, as I said, I'd love to just chat to some local businesses. There's a lot of... At uh, least to start, and that way you can sort of gauge what works and what doesn't while still supporting everyone and sort of like cultivating a local thing. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. The, yeah, and there's a lot of like small producers up and down the coast. Like the coast, for people that don't know, is full of... Uh, small towns and there's a lot of you know a lot of hippies a lot of artists a lot of you know random people that you meet and you find out they were once you know a chef at a top restaurant in the world kind of a thing yeah right it's one of those places that attracts sort of people that are are looking for a a big change of scenery so you know once we start putting good good vibes out to the universe i'm kind of confident people will will start putting their hands up and say hey we could you know we could work together on something uh, and I, you know, super always going to be open to that. One of the things I'm really keen on finding out is if there's anyone in the town that's doing backyard smoked meats. Yeah. And seeing if they want to make it more than backyard smoked meats and maybe do a American barbecue pop up. Love that. I'm just I'm looking at the um, the map now. I can see you're right next to Victoria Square Park. Hell do yeah. They, do they have any like? Um, would you be able to do any like summer pop-ups there? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could. Uh, there's been festivals like food festivals and stuff. Yeah, nice in the square. That's the local rugby. That's where the Buller rugby team play. The gotcha. Mighty Buller. Uh, there's a skate park there, which I, I can only imagine. I mean, I think local brewery A one plan. You've got to sponsor the local rugby team, right? Yeah, so we've got the representative team, and we've got two or three teams in town as well that play in you know the the regional thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I want to outright sponsor them. I just want to maybe well, sling, just sling, get get involved anyway. Sl- yeah. Sling them a few kegs to start out for sure, uh, and then if people want sponsorship, if we can afford that, we'll. So I guess initially, I again, I want to support them by giving them some, you know, cheap beer for the club room that they can, they can use to to make some money for the club rooms, and uh, yeah, then if if we can formalize that, absolutely. Nice. I like being that. being good community minded is man. Is it's my a plan. terrific spot. Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous part of town. Uh, not too far from the river, and a lot of it's being redone and revitalised. Yeah, at the moment, that that part of the world, there's a lot of kind of promotion for tourism and uh, cycling. Um, there's a, a good long distance running, uh, you know, like ultra marathon that happens through the some of the forest and mountains there like it every year uh, and that, golf that, course on the coast as well a lovely golf course there hell yeah so yeah it's it's a really there's a lot of potential there and you know from sports outdoors but also like arts and music there's a lot of really cool things happening as well so we kind of want to get be part of all that really Terrific. That's terrific um, there's a uh, picture theater across the road from us so we would, would be super keen to do some uh, you know, Q and A's or before and after the movie, popping for a beer and because uh, you know, I guess one of Emma and I's things that we're going to miss mostly is going to the movies or knowing that you know there's a lot of options for movies. Sure, uh, but you know that, that if we can work with them or support them, we'll, we'll definitely be up for that too. Love that. That's great. Um, mm. All right, I just realised we're 45 minutes in so far. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, What's the vibe going to be in the tap room, or just as as the, the business? What, what are you hoping for? Obviously local, but um... I think pretty much simple, as simple as we can can be. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've just strip the tap room back to you know plants, you know, lots of greenery, get you simple beers, nothing too complicated. We are certainly going to start out brewing nothing too too chaotic or crazy, but yeah. That's kind of what I want to drink now, anyway. So sure. we'll do a lager. Um, I've kind of mapped, started mapping out the recipes. Do a lager. Do a kind of a hazyish modern pale. Mm-hmm. Do a stout, which is pretty much a home run in that part of the world. You know, everyone Perfect. everyone likes dark beer. <clears throat> and then we'll probably have a rotating fourth, um, just depending on you know. We'll, I am concerned about volumes. Twenty five hectolitres of all three of those things is a lot of beer to, For sure. to launch into a market. Yeah, immediately. Um, so we'll probably also just get a pilot kit and fifty liters or even less, just, just to for the tap see room. what's going on. Do, do you know if your brewer is like into that? Does he like absolutely? Yes. Yeah. So uh, chatting to him, he was always wanting to do more of that stuff and wasn't didn't really have the support. Uh, and he's always wanted a pilot kit in the brewery and, um, you know, he's kind of never really had owners that were willing to, you know, even understood why that would be something useful. Nice. Whereas for us, that's the first thing we want to do. Very good. That's good. And, you know, he 
was yeah really really keen to to be involved in the craft beer world in New Zealand. He is, you know, he like any of us that that loves beer, he's excited and wants to, you know, go to festivals and taste all the beers and not having you know having owners that want to just sell cider to China. Yeah, it doesn't just, really help. Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we're, we're really excited to work with him and come up with you know fun ways that we can engage the town and, and make fun beers and uh, but also that. i've got someone for you here's a here's a collab opportunity um the west coast pie company premium wild game pies have you spied them yet i've i've spied them i think i might know who is behind who's the owner uh, i'm not sure i but yeah i know about them nice i said to emma we'll get a pie warmer and she's like no because you'll eat a pie a day it's <laughs> like that's yeah. a conservative estimate i would imagine yeah <laughs> Um, awesome. You know that that could be a nice simple way to do food as well. Oh, for sure. Um, that sounds great. I mean, it's obviously it's a it's a sizzle pick, but the pie on their website looks unbelievable. So, as soon as you get boots on the ground, yes. What's what are you trying to achieve immediately? Sell one keg of beer. Okay, that is my first. Goal, goal. Sure. Um, so, so we're going to get in, and this is coming back to the challenges at the moment. It's it's so hard to even, like I need to send, to open up a business account in my name or the, the company's name, I need to send documents to Westport. They can't do it digitally. It needs to be a you know hard copy. Okay. And Australia Post is taking 25 days at the oh. moment. Uh, that's Tell the estimate. Yeah. And... So, you know, thinking of things like that, um, you know, that's been a real pain. The, the council's been a little bit painful getting the lease signed across to us. The, we, so we get, we'll be leaving Australia on the 8th of December. We get in on the, on, on the 8th, but then we've got two weeks quarantine. Yeah. Is that Don't still know. effective? Yep. So still internationally two weeks quarantine. Okay. Yep. So I, and I don't know where we're going to be quarantining. Right. Okay. We're hoping we're going to be in, in Christchurch. We have family, and then we'll come out just for Christmas, and then get back to the coast. So, is there any points trying to do any paperwork until you get there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So at the start of December, when we when we're in quarantine, that's when I, we are hopefully getting the site cleaned up and ready to go with with the current brewer. Yeah, and whoever else that we employ to help out, and then we will. My my dream plan is immediately after Christmas, once we arrive, we or, yeah. The plan is to start brewing in January. Yeah, eyes to open in February. Okay, and when you start, so when you say sell one keg of beer, is your mm-hmm. immediate plan to brew keg and get around to some local pubs before you start pouring at the tap room or are you just are you trying to get tap room going tap room tap room first for okay. sure um so hopefully the you know we sell our our first you know r- couple of runs locally and in the tap room yep uh, i don't really want to target outside of that for a start just you know we as i said we're trying to do it really small so yep. just start turning things over as quickly as possible and then seeing who's interested outside of outside of westport from there the Perfect. Yeah, so yeah, really focus on the tap room. Um, February, March is kind of the end of the tourists or the the warm season in, in that part of the world. Yep. Uh, survive winter and then really hit the next summertime, ready to go. How do you survive winter? Just trying to build local yeah, build support. Build local support, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
uh, build local support to sell. You know, I we can bottle. We want to. I do want to get a canning machine. Yeah, it's probably going to be our first, depending on on what we think of the brewery after running it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I would love to start doing. We will start doing growlers, and um, we'll do some bottles into supermarket. And you, uh, is there any um, council restriction with with growlers? No, you can do them. So New Zealand riggers is is you know, plastic ones is kind of the yeah the two liter the, riggers yeah yeah. So um, I haven't actually admittedly looked into licensing laws around that, okay. but um, we'll be licensed for takeaway. So it's, cool, it's fine, very good. Um, all right, these are all the questions that we ask. So you have to you have to answer them too now. Um, okay. Now, Christmas twenty twenty two. What are yep. you hoping that looks like? Well, we are open all day, every day, right? For takeaways and then drink in. Yep. We so one year on essentially. Yep. Um, obviously, probably a lot of this is going to depend on what the kit looks like. Yep. Um, but is one like, what's your vision for one year in operation? So one year we will have, I, look, I'd like to have beer top of the South Island. Uh-huh. Uh, so spreading our, spreading our beer up and down the, the coast because you know, there's a, a whole coast of good things down there, you know, Greymouth uh, and Hokitika, the kind of other two large towns, so beer around there and into Christchurch and Nelson. Uh, we want to be probably have three uh, three core beers always packaged and, and ideally in cans by that point. Yep. And then maybe what size two. cans are you thinking? <laughs> I haven't even thought of that day. Okay. So as right. soon as you asked, I realized four forty is the way to go, right? Uh, I don't know. Like I feel like it is. I think Metro four forty cans is slam dunk, but I'm not sure if that's the case with like a. Smaller town. I don't know. Mm. I'm mm. not sure. Look, uh, probably price will come into that as well. What we, yeah, yeah, for you sure. You know, what a six pack of lager will land at. You can versus... probably have to survey the um, survey the area and see what's going on. Yeah, big cans, yep. small cans. Yeah, interesting. Um, we also want to start having probably biannual events. So mm-hmm. I mentioned a stout earlier. We want to do an annual wintertime stout event. Love it. Um, Thinking about using some local seafood, like an oyster stout, yep, and doing you know a kind of a celebration on that day where we will keep a keg back every year for the next year, and then you know come down and and join the brew day, eat you know say if we've kind of thought about crayfish might be a good option. Uh, it can be hard to get seafood or crayfish officially in Westport because most of it's kind of harvested for export. Yep, <clears throat> uh, unofficially, of course, yep. you can get it, but. You know whether or not we can do that legitimately and do you know crayfish rolls for crayfish stout day. Uh, That's a good time though. It sounds terrific. Yeah, yeah. So you know events like that that we we you know who doesn't want to go along to that? That just like sounds like a fun day out, and then do an equivalent in summertime and whether or not that's a you know a kettle sour or a, um, you know fruited sour something beer um, you know, all those kind of biannual event so we will probably want to have the first one planned come summertime uh i would like to do a, a, some sort of a small beer festival there as well yeah uh, nothing too big but you know if we can well it could start small can't it yeah yeah and if we can afford it uh you know working with australian breweries to bring in some australian beer for the event would be would be really fun or if not some collabs 
But on, on collabs, I mean, you, like I don't think in Melbourne there's anyone that knows the New Zealand uh, scene better than you do. We've already got some uh, irons and fires for collabs. Oh, I've with uh, look to be mo- honest, mostly Australian breweries. Yep. Have been super keen uh, that I've, I've chatted to New Zealand breweries. I've chatted to a half a dozen, and, and I think yeah, they're all super keen. But at the, I guess thinking of twenty twenty two, that's when I'd want to be confident in our own beer. Yep, for sure. I don't, you know, right now as I said, the, the kit is quite old. We're making a lot of volume. You know, I, I want to make sure our quality is at the level that I want it to be before asking someone else to put our name on their product or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, 2022 is probably when we'll start thinking about collabs. Yeah. Uh, unless you know, you'll you'll have a feel about what you're producing then, and you'll have to sort of like know what direction you're looking to take anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, hopefully you know, it's it becomes a destination for people. People want to, if you're in town, stop into the brewery and get some beers. I love that. Um, what about a longer term plan? What about five years? I think I would love to. One of our focuses is going to be on training. Um, you know, the, the brewer that that we're hiring has, you know, expressed interest that he's really keen to train and and get more education. He doesn't have any formal brewing education. Uh, yeah. Both Emma and I really want to also be part of the brew team as well. Mm-hmm. At least know you know how to. Uh, yeah. Mash in if if you know the brewer can't make it in the morning or whatever, so. Education for us is really important, and then our staff is, is really important as well. So, by that point, we want to hopefully have trained up a, and have capacity to have a small team of, you know, employing locals, um, with thoughts to having a production site nearby, right within town, uh, and then, you know, I- ideally we're at capacity where we can do that, and then keep the tap room nice and small. Yeah, and love it. Say to you know, say to people. If you want to learn, we can help you. You know, by working with us, we can. Because there's a skills shortage in, in beer in New Zealand and Australia, so if we can make a legitimate career path for for people, and as I said before, there's you know the, the town relied on mining for years, and now it's kind of having to rely on tourism. So uh, a healthy a healthy beer industry will help that. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Hmm. Well, it's bloody exciting, Luke. Yeah, shitting myself. Of course. That's a natural state of the um, brewery owner to be, I believe. So I think you're tracking nicely. Yeah, yeah, on, on, on par with that. And, and like it's been, as I said, it's, it hasn't been easy because, you know, we're making these decisions when we're in hard lockdown in Australia. Yeah, of course. And There's so much, like, so much uncertainty about anything at the moment, I guess. I mean, I guess now we're sort of like getting a little bit of a, uh, like a reliable roadmap, but yeah, for a long time, we were sort of flying blind. We lucked into quarantine, and so to get into New Zealand, you got to quarantine, but there's only three thousand spots a time, and roughly I think twenty five thousand people applying to get in there. So the first one I applied for, I think I was fifteen thousandth in the queue, mm-hmm. which wasn't ideal. I obviously didn't get a spot. That's well, yeah. And then the next one, so at that point, I'm just like, all right. You know, we're in a bit of strife. If we can't get into the country, we can make it work, but ideally I'm there. Yep. And then the next one, it was a couple of weeks later, and I was 14th in the queue. 
That's more uh, promising, yeah. That was certainly more promising. But then we realized that Emma's passport had expired. Oh. So I got a spot. And then we managed, we've managed to add her to my flight and my quarantine room. Oh, good. If she was to come after and have to quarantine, it was going to cost her like three grand. Bloody hell. The quarantine because she's not a New Zealander. Yeah. And, you know, ideally I'm, I'd be over there now. Mm-hmm. And she would probably come over a couple of months later. She could have Christmas with her family. But, you know, <laughs> at this stage she, I might go over and then it's three or four months before she can get over at least. So. You know, all those kind of things in a pandemic aren't easy. No, and it's also like also you have to just get there and start and start going as well. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's oh. kind of frustrating. There's times when it's like, you know, I'm only working part-time. I'm not, I've kind of wound back some freelance stuff, but it's like I, don't, I can't really do much at the moment. <laughs> I'm waiting on so many processes to kind of tick over. You know, they said the the bank account because Australia Post was taking twenty five days to get mail there. Um, even getting documents signed by a Justice of the Peace, I, was, I had to get all my you know everything, all my ID and everything, yeah, uh, signed off on. And there's nowhere to do it because everything's in lockdown. Sure, yeah. Where uh, so, where did yeah. you end up getting it done? So I rang the police station. So everyone, so because it was an international one, like. I think to get documents cited, teachers and I think you know the chemist and, as well, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but because it was an international, and it's it's basically to stop people fraudulently setting up companies. Sure. Uh, so it had to be a, a lawyer or a justice of the peace. Um, a good friend of ours is a lawyer, but her stamp she left at work on the other side of the city, so she couldn't do the whole <sighs> stamp thing. So we, I rang up the police station, and, and they, I heard conflicting reports saying they did have one, and they didn't have one because they're not open during lockdown. <laughs> And then they put me onto someone who put me onto someone else who it coincided with the 15K thing happening, which I'm I'm sure it was fine if we went outside of our 5K Mm -hmm. for that. But um, but it was so weird. I had to go to to her house. She had like a seat right in front of her door or right by her door because of COVID. She didn't want people coming in. Yeah, right. COVID basically. So like absolutely. But it's just like, man, this is so much harder. What a weird time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can just so, hop down to the police station, no problems. Yeah, so even the the most basic things. Are so can you not walk hard. into a police station at the moment? No, oh, maybe it's changed now, but this was when it was still 5K. Yeah, right. And they were all closed to the public, Jeez. which is bonkers. It seems like that should not be the case. Yeah, right. Um, they should at least set up a little kiosk, a drive through Surely, something. Breweries can do it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a really stressful process just to get all this stuff going. And then, as I said, I'm worried about the volume and the state of the brewery. What's the next thing that's going to happen that will, like, make you happy or give you some relief? Oh, it's probably sell some beer. Yeah, okay. Open. Yeah. I think that'll be the okay. that'll be the, the, first, the first step. Um, you know, I... I want our beer to be incredibly high quality and we don't have a lot of time to turn that around and, you know, trial things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said I would like to get a pilot kit, but getting even getting equipment's going to take months at the stage just with all COVID shipping delays. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of those little things are, could be a pain. But we do know we've got someone that knows the, the kit really well. Yeah. Do you have like a fallback plan 
for the beer in case it's a while before you can do anything with the kit? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm, we're happy enough to open up selling other people's beers. Okay. There's a small okay. brewery down the road yeah. in Greymouth. Cool. Uh, focus on, you know, beers near, you know, Townshend and Nelson or Maltry. Perfect. Get their beers in. Uh, I, I think we would, would love to do that anyway. That's something yeah. that we'll do for the first couple of months just out of necessity and also we want to do that. Yeah. Because chatting to the brewer, he said it's, you know, I've always wanted to sell other people's beers in the tap room because I don't ever get to taste them. Sure. <laughs> there's no one, there's yeah. not that many places in Westport you can get, you know, if any, other beers. So, yeah, we want to, we kind of want to do that as well and sell wine and uh, other products that we really like. Um, there's a really good distillery nearby, so we want to team up with them Perfect. as well. Um, so, yeah, all those things we want to make part of the tap room. I'm also thinking. Let's say three years down the track, you're flying. Are you going to yeah. be interested in getting barrels off the distillery or any wine? Yeah, yeah. We barrel, we want to. There's a former employee that works nearby that uh, is a winemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to, to chat to them about getting starting a barrel program. Will you have them. room to store the barrels? We've got a lot of space. Okay, cool. We've got a lot of space, which is an, another good, a good problem to have. For sure, for sure. Oh, also, I've got a ridiculous cellar of lambic that we'll be taking back, and I'm kind of thinking about sprinkling some into a vintage tap list, a vintage bottle list. Vintage bottle list. Yeah, you're a madman. Uh, that's terrific. Yeah, just you just kind of the idea of just till it's the, gone. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. The hundred or so bottles that I have out there, you know, if you've got five on the the bottle list. You know, if I was to put them all on the bottle list, it's probably one so of the, funny. Like, the most ridiculous bottle list you'd find. Yeah, and also like just what the profile of the business is going to be when it first opens versus <laughs> yeah. what you will be able to find on the bottle list. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's a, a pretty weird – I was chatting <laughs> about this with Emma. I was like, I don't know if that actually makes sense. If I walked in, I'd be like, okay, cool. You've got a lager. You've got a pale – Ah, cool, 25. Good. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a sour. That's a lambic that I've never seen before ever. Okay. Was that a 2013 Cantillon? Okay. <laughs> that's very funny. Um, yeah. Well, but, you know, people that know us, know me, know that things are a little bit chaotic and dumb sometimes. And that's going to be part of it for sure. Um, wow. This is uh, exciting time. Hey, uh, what does this mean for the podcast, Dave? We're done. Fuck yeah, over. Never talk to me over. again. You're not. I mean, I might, I might keep it going and have you on as a guest, maybe once a year, perhaps. It's just okay, a cool. little check in. Um, yeah, yeah. You'll be Mr. Big Shot brewing beers <laughs> over there. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be the mayor of Westport by that point. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, we'll keep it going. What yeah. I think, I think responsibly, I think we should finish up the patron. That's probably um, a good idea, yeah. Just because, I mean, I think we the last 12 months or I mean, since it started, it's never really hit what we wanted it to be. And uh, the beers we've made have been really cool. But Really fun um, time, yeah. Yeah, if we don't know how regularly we're doing this now, and, you know, I guess we've never been completely had a timeline, but I don't want to keep people's money, you know, knowing that we might go six weeks. Yes, that's and exactly I don't right. have time to find a guest. But yeah. in saying that, I still want to keep doing it because – I I mean, at a at a bare minimum, it's going to be enthralling just to keep tabs on what's going on at the brewery. I think so. Yeah, Um, yeah, and also I don't know what's going. I won't be 
know what's going on in Australia. Exactly. I might have to get back on Instagram so I can keep you informed. <laughs> um, and we can, you know, get get some guests from Westport, get some guests from uh, around New Zealand, get some Australian guests. Yeah. Uh, Tiff and Linda are still going to be going as well. Um, I've got us all new microphones. Uh, thank you to the Patreon team for supporting us uh, through that. And I guess if you've ever been part of the Patreon, you'd get free beers at the brewery within reason, Look depending how we're going. Yeah, you can't you can't move in, but uh, yeah, you, yeah, you'll you'll get something though. We'll 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 definitely look after anyone that visits uh, from from patrons and you know friends from around the industry for sure. Love that. That's terrific. Um, so yeah, not till December that we go anyway. So we've got a month. Uh, we'll probably sneak in a couple more podcasts. Yep. For then, a few, few beers. Yeah, we're heading down to Wolf of the Willows this weekend. I'm bloody excited. Yeah, just to drink some beers. I Go think the weather's going to be miserable, but who cares? Who cares? I don't know if I booked inside or outside. Who cares? I'll tell you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, head to Boat Rocker. They've just they've they're doing up their tap room as well, so I'm excited yeah. to visit them. We're overdue for a visit to Boat Rocker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if anyone wants to offer free advice, free help, <laughs> you'll definitely be receptive to that. I imagine. Oh, absolutely. We will, we are um, currently talking to some couple of people about doing some consulting to you know, as I said, old kit brewer with no formal education, um, keen to learn. You know, I know enough to know that I don't know much <laughs> <laughs> about about the actual brewing process, and yeah, so. Um, but if anyone has any ideas, what, what can we do with 25 hectolitre of wort every time? <laughs> <laughs> Making gin is on the cards at some point. We'll say that. Hell yeah. Very good. All righty then, Dave. All right, mate. Well, that was exciting. I mean, I'm sure yeah. people are going to be really, um, really keen to hear everything that's been um, discussed here and how it goes um, over the next coming uh, months and longer. So a very um, exciting time. I'm going to miss Melbourne. It feels weird that we've been inside for 18 months and I feel like I haven't Melbourned. <laughs> I mean, it is a bit of a waste of your last couple of years, but what can you do about that? Not much, eh? Not I mean, much. it's a small price to pay for um, embarking on something that you could only really describe as a little bit of a dream. The hometown yeah. kid moving back to open up his passion business. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really excited, super excited, super nervous, super excited. Will Can't there be a carpet bag involved? Probably not. Well, this uh, is just disappointing. Because I don't really want to do a steak place. <laughs> if we ever do a steak place, Dave. And carpet bag I mean, pop-ups, for yeah, sure. If, look, if we ever go to the Bluff Oyster Festival uh, or down to that part of the world where New Zealand's oysters mostly come from, we will 100% team up on a carpet bag dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a home. If anyone wants says, let's do a beer event. Wellington on a plate, perfect. Hell yeah. Carpet bag steaks. Carpet bag uh, steaks. And yeah, no doubt people will hopefully see us around New Zealand festivals in the coming years. Um, as I said, Instagram at short jaw, all one word. Good thing about that name, Dave. No one else has it anywhere. Has it not taken? Very good. Other, other than Twitter. Really? Someone, Who's an, short jaw on Twitter? An inactive account on Twitter, which I'm trying to claim at the moment. Surely not. Give it up, yeah. short jaw. Yeah. 
but um, yeah, short jaw, no brewing, just short jaw. Just short jaw. The official name is short jaw brewing, but shortjaw.co.nz will be the website. Um, nothing up there at the moment, but we've already had one brewery owner message the account and say that uh, they've heard we've sold out to Lion. Oh, okay. All right. Within maybe two hours. Jeez, of me. Savvy. Yeah. Savvy moves. Yeah. Maybe that'll happen one day. Who knows, Dave? Never say never. Never say never. If you get offered Certainly. the bag, you take it, I think, is the <laughs> is the playbook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not in the plans. Not in the plans at the stage. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right, Dave. Well, uh, if people want to email you, what do they do? Dave at Alabatime.com. Luke, I mean, short jaw is the that's what you should be following now. At Short Jaw on Instagram and Facebook. Um, not at Short Jaw on Twitter yet, but maybe one day. But, yeah. Or maybe just like hit that account a few times. So give yeah. it up. No, it's been suspended, so I need to go through proper channels. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I don't have email set up for the account yet. But yeah, keep an eye on that. And, and as we get logos. Stay and stuff, tuned. Yeah, there'll be more yeah. information coming. All right, Dave. Well, uh, hopefully we'll come back next week with a guest. Um, until then, cheers. Peace. <laughs>